Welcome to the In Hope Podcast, where each Monday we drop a new episode talking about how we can strengthen the unity of the body of Christ. This is your host, Preach. Let's see what we have for you today. What, the, what can the church learn mm. from sports about unity? Mm. Uh, so how is that displayed in sports? Uh, and I think there's so many different avenues you can look mm-hmm. at it. So we'll just kind of jump into that. Yeah. Um, but before we get too far into it, uh, please introduce yourself. Okay. Um, so just let let the podcast verse know who you are and kind of your background with the faith, with sports, and as sure. we get into this conversation. Sure. Well, my name is Pammy Young, and uh, I'm full time with FCA, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes, yeah. out here in Idaho, specifically over at Boise State, but I also help resource at Bora and Timberline High Schools too. Go Broncos! Go Broncos! Um, Let's see, my background in the church and Christianity. So I was raised in a Christian home, and uh, which is amazing, it's an amazing legacy. And I, I can look back on both sides of my family lines and see just generations. That's so cool. Of, yep, that of men really and cool. women who were involved in serving and loving God's body, the church. Wow. Um, and so pretty cool to be part of that legacy yeah. and that experience. And. Uh, I was also, I, I tell people I was kind of raised in in two locations. I was raised in the church and I was raised on the softball diamond. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's, kind of just where, that's where I grew up, was in those two arenas. And so for me, this world with FCA is yeah. absolutely a, that's a so cool. perfect <laughs> binding of those two. Yeah, of that's what it looks like to combine faith and sport. I mean, it's just something yeah. I've lived my exactly. whole life. Um, and yeah, with with growing up in the in the church and growing up on the softball field, but then additionally like soccer, yeah. field hockey, basketball. I mean, I played a lot of it. That's um, so cool. Yeah, the the for me, it's it's cool to see how Jesus truly can um, be part of every part of your life. Yeah, right? and I didn't always yeah. see that as a kid. Mm. I see that far more now, that's of course. Cool. And and some of that's just equipping and training yeah. right, over the years and maturation in our spiritual life. But for me, it, it is neat to see how sport. And the church do not have to be separate entities, but absolutely exactly. can be in harmony and yeah. really complement one another yeah. really well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's something that's so important and not that's a lesson to learn anywhere in life, mm-hmm. how the faith and Christianity can be a complement wherever you are. It doesn't really need to be... Uh, two separate parts mm-hmm. of your life and right. um, have some type of chasm between them, but it's it's meant to be part of every part of your life. Yep. So really being able to know where those mesh together, I feel like is really important and knowing how you can display and walk out your faith in those different arenas yeah. is really important. Absolutely. Uh, I used to be a, a, a cop mm-hmm. and it was not my favorite job. <laughs> but I remember my wife uh, just start pointing out all these similarities um, between the work that I was doing and our faith mm. and trying to encourage me. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah. I think that's really important to be able to really make those connections. Right. right. I think that that's so cool. Um, so how did you end up at BSU? Mm-hmm. How did you end Were you born, raised out here in Idaho mm-hmm. or how'd that happen? Uh, no, I have a story probably similar to a lot of um, more of the, uh, let's see. The transplants. Recent the, transplants yeah. 
yeah, from an area to a, okay. to Boise. Yeah, yeah. So I'm from San Diego originally. Oh, okay. Born yeah, yeah, and raised yeah. in Southern California, specific to uh, San Diego County. Wow. And I um, went to school at Point Loma Nazarene University. Okay. As yeah. for my undergrad, and my background's actually in sports medicine. So I nice. studied kinesiology and athletic yeah. training specifically. Pursued nice. a master's in that yeah. over in North Carolina. Um, and then Ooh. came back to San Diego and was hired to work full-time at my alma mater at Point Loma. And so I was an athletic wow. trainer there, yep, for seven years. So I've, I've been in the, the world of sports medicine since 2012. Um, and I still actually do some practice on the side with St. Luke's Health System oh, cool. out here. Yeah, nice. as nice. an outreach AT. And so yeah. uh, it's cool because my, my world, my career, I would yeah. say, has really been in the collegiate athletic exactly. setting. And nice. that has been my heart, my passion, my, uh, the thing that wakes you up in the morning, right? Yeah, it's like, exactly. gets you out of bed was Absolutely. college athletes for me. That's and so cool. yeah. And so from a, from a sports medicine perspective, my, my main priority and job was to take care of the human body, right? Yeah, take exactly. care of the athlete yeah, body. Yeah. But for me, because of my background in the church and in Christianity and, and just, I think the way that the Lord had impressed upon me, like my job was to do more than just care for the body, but yeah. for the heart, mind, and soul, exactly. uh, as well as the body of the athlete yeah. and the coaches too, but yeah. really predominantly the athlete. And uh-huh. so, um, when I moved here, I was making a huge career change and uh-huh. transition, um, thinking probably I'd be in sports medicine, but I was not sure what it yeah. would look like. And then through a student athlete of mine from Point Loma and her connection with FCA through her grandparents and some mm. legacy in her family. Yeah. Um, I got connected with FCA and I thought, oh, I might just volunteer uh-huh. with them. There might be some cool opportunities. <laughs> you got to, Yeah. Well, and it was, it was really pretty amazing to have a, a student, right, who's a freshman in college going into her sophomore year, yeah. look at me and say, Pammy, you'd be really good at this. Um, and I was like, thanks. I appreciate that. That's you know? cool. And, for her to say you you should talk to yeah. the the guy that she knew who's uh-huh. now my boss yeah, yeah. and um, she's like you should talk to Ken and see what the yeah. opportunity could look like I was like yeah I, I agree and then of course the Lord knew like he yeah. was orchestrating those That's steps so the whole cool. time um, <laughs> but it was about a three year process for yeah. me to move from San Diego leave my job and yeah. and eventually relocate to Boise and um, mm. I've been here now for almost three years so that's so cool. yeah it's uh, right. pretty amazing pretty amazing space I love it out here yeah. and um, it's been really neat to see how the Lord again just kind of aligned some steps to yeah. get me from a college in San Diego to a college in Boise Idaho yeah. doing what used to be just again more of the sports medicine focus and now it's really the yeah almost what I like to call like the spiritual medicine focus exactly right. where it's like <laughs> I'm still caring for these athletes but really yeah. now yeah. the intention the heart is okay how is your soul and how can we um, you know work yeah. through some of the things that college student athletes face exactly. and coaches as well again face in our current day and age yeah. in sport and so yeah that's it's, so cool it's awesome it's a good fit it's yeah. a really good fit. I like that. I like that. So, I mean, I, w- I want you to start off so I don't start rambling and just just go on a tangent here. Uh, but if you were to think of maybe one thing that really stands out, a, like a life lesson or a teamwork lesson, um, a, a lesson about unity that mm. comes from sports wow. that the church could pick up on. Mm. What would that be? Mm. Maybe you had one thing. It's hard to boil down to one. I know, thing. right? And it doesn't. <laughs> and we're gonna be talking, so it doesn't have to be, yeah. you know, like the the deepest one. Sure, or But sure. just anything that comes to mind. Right. 
Um, hmm. Well, I played, like I said, softball, soccer, mm-hmm. field hockey, basketball. I, I was always in a team sport element. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of individual based sports out there. Yeah. Golf, swimming, yeah. you know, track and field. Exactly. There's a yeah. lot of individual based. But, and here's the reality is like, even in those spaces, you're still in, in part of a larger whole. Exactly. You're part of a team. Yeah. Um, your, your solo performance weighs a little differently. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would say for me, growing up specifically, I'll speak to softball, right? Yeah. Playing the game of softball, I played one position at a time. Mm. I could not be in eight other positions at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And if I was the only person who was hitting, that's never going to score a run unless I'm strong enough to put it over the fence line, right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm on dingers, sure. Okay, I can score a run. But yeah. other than that, right, it's, it's so much about getting the bat into the next person's hands, right? Mm. Um, it's about yeah. Passing the baton in that relay race yeah, of a track exactly. and field athlete, right? It's about yeah. or the ball, right? The ball. Like you're trying right? to get someone out at first or second. You yeah, gotta, you can't run it over there. You just right, <laughs> exactly. Right. No, I need to throw it and exactly. give that ball to somebody else. Yeah, and so yeah. there's a lot of I think learning in that, right? What it looks like Absolutely. to be dependent on somebody else. Yeah. Uh, to trust that they're going to do their job, mm. uh, and to believe that like, hey, they've got my back when I mess up. Yeah. Right. And so that teamwork element, that teamwork idea. Yeah, there's yeah. so much about a lot of trust. Ultimately, it Absolutely. comes down to that, um, uh, and that's a that's a powerful lesson for all. Absolutely, of us to learn. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, when you think about that baseball diamond as well, you think about the baseball field. Mm-hmm. Um, something that you said that they're gonna have my back when mm-hmm. I mess up, uh, and trusting them to do their role. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking of, you know, maybe a, a shortstop or mm-hmm. a second baseman right. and there is, you know, a line drive just slightly over their head and they miss it. Right. They could have got it, but right. they missed it. Right. Um, and your outfielder backs them up mm-hmm. and catches that ball. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, maybe it hit the ground already, but they're going to pick it up. Right. And a lot of times they're going to throw it to that second baseman mm-hmm. or that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shortstop that yeah. missed it. Right. So they're going to put it right back into that person's hands. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's just such a beautiful example of, okay, we're trusting them in their position mm-hmm. and we know our position here and backing them up. Right. And if you can even say, man, they should have caught that. They messed right. up. That doesn't mean you take the ball and now I'm going to run in and take your sure. spot because yeah. you're not doing it right. Right, right. No, yeah. You, you trust them yeah. and you throw it back to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's so, because that's respecting others' positions, trusting mm-hmm. them in that position, and then knowing yours right. as as their backup. Right. Um, and, uh, and and staying in that position, realizing mm-hmm. that if you if you left outfield, well, then who's going to be out there right. the next time around, exactly. right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Having that unique role exactly. that you are to play yeah. and knowing, like, okay, here's my job, and my job is to make sure my teammate looks really good. Mm. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. As best as I can, I mm. want to make sure that she looks really yeah. good. And so even if that means she made the mistake, it's meaning that I make the backup play yeah. that gets it back in her hands, that relays it to the home exactly. plate catcher so that they can make the play at home, whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah. But it's like make each other look really good exactly. as best we can. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how horrible would a pitcher look if mm. they were the only one out there? <laughs> yeah. All, all the pop flies that get caught and you're thinking, oh, okay, that pitcher's doing great, mm-hmm. all the all the ground balls that right. you know get somebody out yep. at that point yep. when the rest of the team is gone every single one of those things is a loss yeah for that pitcher absolutely um yeah so yeah i think that's that that's really cool i like that you're you're trying to make 
your other players look good. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that when you translate that over into the body of Christ and you're thinking of working as a team, it really is that we're going to back each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to trust each other. And I think one of those things is you know mm-hmm. what each other's roles are. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big thing. Right. Um, understanding your own role, uh, un- understanding and acknowledging other people's roles, mm-hmm. and then trusting them in that. Yeah. Uh, and, and helping each other to look good in that role. Right. Uh, so I, I think that's, mm-hmm. that, that's really cool, especially if you're looking at... Um, Working on a ministry team, whether you're a volunteer or on staff, mm-hmm. uh, you're trying to make those other people look good. Right. Um, and not just yourself, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And that's the temptation in sport, right? Uh-huh. Is because there's a lot of individual performance metrics, mm. uh, there's pressure always on the athlete yeah. to be the best, yeah. right? And to to increase their level of performance with mm-hmm. every practice session, every lift session, every recovery session, yeah. and then and every game, yeah. right? That they're supposed to be continually on this growth pattern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and and there's this element of like, well, I, it's a competitive arena, so I need yeah. to beat my teammate out to yeah. have that position. Yeah, absolutely. So there's some of that, right, that can interplay. And, and so it's like, how do we compete in such a way that's healthy, exactly. right? Like, how do we... One, recognize that everybody on that field at the same time is, yeah, probably competing for a similar role. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously going, well, as a team, we're ultimately trying to put together the best roster that we can, the best lineup that we can to go out and face this opponent, right? And in the church, it's like, what does it look like to... be the best that we can, yeah. right? To pursue excellence and to to push the envelope, right? In yeah. all of this, and to really compete, but exactly. less with one another and more mm-hmm. against the opponent. Exactly, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but it, it's a lot easier said than done. Oh yeah. Well, and I, it's, there's a balance there too with healthy competition, mm-hmm. like that, especially even on a team, having that healthy competition between each other, mm-hmm. um, and knowing how to balance that with realizing and always coming back to okay we're on the same team right, right so this healthy competition is really to push us to be the best that we can mm-hmm. um individually and as a team correct uh and not just for the sake of overcoming one another for this spot or this slot right um uh, well while you were talking about that it made me think of so back in high school um there was I was part of a a four by four relay team. Mm-hmm. Um, the four hundred was that 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 was my run. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell everyone, and I've never heard anyone disagree. The four by four is absolutely the best race in all of track and field. It's, so it's one of the most fun to watch. Exactly right. <laughs> and so it, it was interesting because so we had a four by four team, um, and we had. We had three really strong 400 runners, um, three really strong, and all three of them would usually run, you know, individually in the 400, and uh, one of them specifically was usually always first. Other two would go back and forth, um, but one was always in first uh, or first out of those three right. in the relay. But what was interesting is that when it came to the four by four, uh, the one that was fastest in the open four was not the fastest when it came to mm. doing the, the split times. Mm. And so one of the ones that was often that was sometimes second, but even often mostly third 
was the fastest when it came to running a split time. Interesting. And so it's it's cool because on that team we recognize that and right. we played to that strength right and was willing to switch those players around because usually when you're on a relay team everyone thinks okay you're going to put your fastest person mm-hmm. there at the end right so it's kind of this honor thing when you're right. running last because you're, you're, the you're the, yeah when you're yeah. the anchor because that's that's that last leg and everybody's looking at like hey they're the fastest and mm-hmm. um they're the one that you know right. crosses the finish line right uh so for that one runner who was usually the fastest uh, on the open, he just with without any uh, without any pushback, um, without any hesitation, was willing to switch over to another spot hmm. so that that other person could run the anchor, and he didn't right. think a thing of it. Right. To me, that was a great show yeah. of that. Okay, we're pushing each other, we're challenging each right. other, and they always encourage. We were always encouraging each other, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and talking trash to each other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> during the open right but and you know during practices and whatnot but when it came to that four by four it was okay what's gonna help this team right um and we we played to that yep that's uh, so awesome I, I thought that was really cool which and that takes again a tremendous amount of humility right to recognize each oh. other's strengths to know yeah. like hey in this moment it's better if i don't get all the glory yeah that I'm not that anchor leg, uh-huh. that I'm not the one crossing that finish line. Exactly. And that I'm the, you know, it's like, it's actually better for our team in this moment if I'm in this role. Exactly. And that takes a lot of humility, which is, again, something you learn in sports. In sports. Like, Absolutely. you are going to, especially I'll take the game of baseball or softball, you're going to fail for far more than you will be <laughs> successful. Batting averages, right? Right. That's exactly. <laughs> like, if you hit three out of ten, right, every... 10 at bats, you get three hits, you're batting 300. Yeah. That's a Hall of Fame level yeah. in the major leagues, right? And you're, you're that, that's three out of 10. I'm like, if I take a math quiz and I get three out of 10 correct, exactly. that's a failure. Yep. That's not Hall of Fame level. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how we play, you know, in softball and baseball. You recognize, yeah. like, this is a game predominantly of failure. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of humbling mm. that comes. And there's a lot of humbling in all sports. Because every sport's going to yeah. test you towards that limit. Yeah. And so that humility posture of recognizing, yeah. you know, I'm pushing and I'm striving and I'm, I'm geared towards this idea of excellence. Yeah. But also this humility of I'm, I may never hit that, right? Exactly. But I, I have this mindset to go mm-hmm. there and to be growing in this yeah. way, um, to be getting better. Yeah. But also recognizing it takes a team. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't do it alone. Exactly. And so having that better together mentality mm. and recognizing, again, in humility, it's not going to be all about me. Yeah. It's going to be about what my team can do. And, and when I have that fail moment, who's going to be able to pick me up? And exactly. when I can pick somebody else up yeah. when they have their fail moment. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, lot of lessons to be learned from sport and how it Absolutely. translates into our walk with Christ and walk with brothers and sisters in, yeah. the, in the faith. So. Yeah. I mean, you talk, especially looking back at that, uh, the walk with Christ specifically, if we take this down to an individual level, um, and that idea that we will fail. Like there's going to be times where we stumble. There's going to be times where um, we don't feel like we're living up to and walking out our faith the way that we know we should. Um, But being able to push past that, that perseverance. Right. um, I think it's it's that humility and perseverance. uh, Those are two great components that you get Mm -hmm. from things like sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's this 
there was this one poster I saw in a uh, high school teacher's uh, science. He was a science teacher. It was a, uh, a high school Bible study that I came in and shared with a couple of times. But they met in this high school science teacher's office, and he had a poster of Michael Jordan. Hmm. And uh, it had all these like crazy high stats and whatnot next to him, and it was like a picture of him right. dunking or something, and it had sure. all these crazy high stats, and yeah. everybody knows it's like, oh, it's the goat, it's Michael yeah. Jordan. All those stats were failure stats. Mm. It was talking about like number of shots he's missed, hmm. number of you know games and big games that he's lost, wow. and, and all those different types of things. You think it would be like all of his yeah. you know the good records, but right. it was all the bad records. Right. Um, and it was just an example of huh. you have like you have to be willing to go out there mm -hmm. and and take the shots and miss the shots right. in order to make the big shots. Right. You have to be willing, and yeah. so it's. I think that's really cool. One of uh, one of the things that has stuck most with me from someone who's poured into my life. There, I had a pastor up in Alaska named um, Billy Welch, and he told me once that this is a safe place to fail. Um, and I, I I share that with people so many times, and I. I love that because he was really saying, like, let's try things. Right. Try things out. If we fail, we learn from it, and we're going to keep on right. going. We're not going to, you know, come down hard on you and kick you out. Yeah, that's no, good. That's <laughs> really good. And I think teams that are great create safe places to fail. Mm -hmm. um, and so do churches, churches mm -hmm. that are great, um, communities of faith mm -hmm. that are great. Uh, families that are great create those safe places where we're going to try things. We're going to go out and we're going to back yeah. each other up. And when we fail, we're not going to feel like the world is over because right. we're going to pick each other up and we're right. going to keep going. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good word. Yeah. It, it, I, I think about how Paul, you know, talks often about bearing one another's burdens. Oh, and yeah. Walking in such a way that you're in step with the spirit, but recognizing too that there's going to be some times where you've got to you got to help a brother up <laughs> right yeah, and absolutely. there's there's going to be this i remember when i was in grad school um there was this women's basketball team and they talked about holding the rope with one another okay and so there was this like small rope that they would literally hold yeah. like between one teammate to the next and they recognized like in order for us to, to have a teamwork mentality, there's uh -huh. going to be some times where you're pulling and I'm following, and other times where I'm pulling and you're yeah. following. And there's oh. going to be elements of that, right, in yeah. our faith walk with each other, of having people in, in vulnerability, right, yeah. we express, I failed here. Exactly. I fell short in this area. I, I you know, sinned here. Yeah. Um, and that sister or that brother is going to be like, hey, let me, let me continue to point you back to Jesus. Exactly. Let's pull on that rope back towards the truth mm. of God's word yeah. in yeah. this moment. Don't let you just sit in that shame. Exactly. But hey, remember, as a believer, you're under a um, conviction, not condemnation yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Right. And so there's that accountability, but it requires that vulnerability. Absolutely. It requires that risk moment and the humility to say, this is where I'm landing right uh -huh. now. Um, but then for the accountability of the other to say, yeah. hey, uh, let's okay let's look at who jesus is again exactly. right in our lives yeah. and then vice versa that will happen the other way Absolutely. right where i'm gonna fail and then <laughs> she needs to pick me up and yeah, vice versa you know exactly. so um but it's a lot of there's a lot of correlation again in this idea of sport teaching you so much what it yeah. looks like to pick each other up yeah um to 
bear one another's burdens, mm. um, to push each other towards yeah. better, yeah. right? Like, Absolutely. hey, that's not good enough. We want to move <laughs> this direction. Like, that's right? not going to fly on this exactly. team. We have a standard of excellence here. Uh-huh. And, you know, God's standard of excellence is perfection. So <laughs> there's an element of recognizing we're not going to meet that this yeah. side of heaven. Yeah. But, like, okay, what does it look like to imitate Exactly. Paul, right, as he imitates Christ, yeah. or to imitate uh, Nathaniel as yeah. he's imitating Christ, or yeah. to imitate, you know, it's it's that's what Jesus is telling us to do, like walk with each other. Yeah. That's why he gra- gathered a group of twelve, yeah. you know, and then he invested really deeply in three, and then they exactly. he sent them out to go right. and share, like, hey, this is how it yeah. looks, this is what it means to actually follow me, yeah. um, but. It's not possible to do it alone. No. And so sport, again, for me, I'm like, mm. it teaches me so much about I can't yeah. do this alone. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's big, recognizing you can't do it alone. Um, recognizing one of something that came to my mind just as you were talking about that was this idea of we're not going to reach that level mm. of perfection. And it, it automatically took me back to, to baseball mm-hmm. and the only person I've ever seen that had a hundred percent batting average was someone who it was his first time at bat. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> right. So, and there may be somebody out there who, you know, their first few times at bat, they hit right. the ball, but you're not going to go long right. into the season before that batting average drops down. Yes. Um, and usually below 500. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, uh, so I just, I, I, I find that interesting because, even though we know it's very unlikely that anyone's going to have a hundred percent at bat, mm-hmm. um, we're still pushing mm-hmm. one another to to hit that ball and right. to be better and to raise that average right. um, and to aim for more and more. So right. yeah, that's that, that that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's definitely again, this is where I think sport sometimes has failed us. Is yeah. there's oftentimes very little grace. Mm. Um, whereas the gospel of grace, right, yes. is like this is Come the on. good news of Jesus Christ is that he knew we yeah. would never meet this standard. Yeah. Um, he knew that it, we were incapable. <laughs> mm. And yet he was like, hey, I'm willing to take that place yeah. for you. And it's through his grace that we're able to do any of this, right? Exactly. And so that's the area where I feel like sport. Uh, could learn. (laughs) It's like, hey, what does it look like? Yeah, it teaches us a lot of how to run the race with perseverance and to run to win, as 1 Corinthians Mm -hmm. teaches us, right? Like, to do these things, to discipline our bodies, to have self-control and to right? Like, to be that athlete. um, Sport teaches us a lot about that. Yeah, It's not as good at teaching us what it looks like to lean into Mm. grace. Um, It does a lot more truth-telling than grace-telling for Uh. us. And so... (laughs) Uh, which you need both, right? Yeah, you Jesus, need both. Jesus was one hundred percent grace and one hundred percent truth. If you look at John one fourteen, right? He is full of grace and full of truth. So yeah. we need both. Oh man, uh, that's good. But it, it, I think that's an area where for the church, right? We we need to be really modeling both yeah. really well. Absolutely. And sport doesn't do that as much. <laughs> no, yeah, I can see that. But you know what? Those athletes that really some of the ones that for me have standed out are the ones that they do do a good job of Mm. modeling humility and modeling that grace um, and realizing that at the end of it, that's 
there's more to life than winning that game. Mm, there's yeah. more to life than just that sport. Yes. Um, I was watching on on Amazon Prime. Uh, there is a documentary of, about Barry Sanders, mm. and it talks about why he ended up retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that was just so so beautiful about his story and watching that documentary is the humility he Mm. had the humility he carried himself with yeah i mean being arguably the best running back the world has ever known Hmm. um and to the way that he did not seek glory he did not Mm. seek the limelight yeah um he just wanted to get out there do his job help his team and right and that was it yeah and that, I mean, <laughs> that's fewer and further between. Right? Right? We, so. we don't see that as often. Uh, but it, it really is when you see those models of people who are like, wow, yeah. I want to I wanna compete like that guy. Yeah. You know, I want to have that kind of mindset. Yeah. And you, you couldn't question whether or not he was competing hard. Sure. Right. Because no, he clearly. hit that, like, you know, he hit the floor. He hit the, right. um, when he hit the field. Yeah. It was almost like nothing could stop him. Right. Um, but when he stepped off of the field, like just the humility. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, it's amazing. And uh, I think we see that also in the great examples of the faith. Mm. Um, obviously, I mean, we see that with Jesus. The the meekness, the humility right. Right. with which he carried himself. Right. Yet, like, who can compare? Right. <laughs> well, and even, even the way Jesus, he talks about John the Baptist. And he yeah. goes, he, he basically is calling John the Baptist the goat. Yeah. And John exactly, the Baptist right? is like, no, you're the goat. You're, you're the goat. <laughs> so, but it's like, you know, obviously Jesus yeah. is the best yeah. of all time. Right. He right. is the greatest of all time. But yeah. yet he looks at John the Baptist and yeah. says that about him. So, exactly. And Jesus constantly is is reflecting the father's glory yeah exactly like he's constantly saying like it's about the father who's calling me and the work of him in me Uh you know and so he even says like i can't do anything apart from him right um he's again just that humility Mm -hmm. Uh, and i love it because you're talking about like him being the greatest him pointing to john Mm -hmm. and then he also tells his disciples hey you're gonna do greater things right (laughs) yep yep and disciples are like say what yeah right (laughs) Uh, but it, it, that's so cool that he wasn't afraid of mm. that. Mm-hmm. He wasn't afraid of his disciples doing greater things. Right. No, it's an empowerment mindset. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, again, I think the best athletes, the best coaches mm. are the ones who ultimately are saying, you know what? I want to equip the next person to take yeah. my place. Yeah. Right. I want this person to rise up into this role of leadership mm. and supplant me. Yeah. Like because it's not about me. Exactly. It's about what the mission is. Yeah. Right. It's about the objectives of this exactly. team. Exactly. And so And it has to outlive you. It needs to. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. If if it dies with you, then you didn't actually do your job. Right? Exactly. And so <laughs> it's it's gotta be this, hey, we're right in the church the idea is we're making disciples who make disciples who make disciples. Exactly. Like that's the ultimate win. Right. Is that these people are being pointed towards Jesus. But like I as, you know, a, a leader in FCA, yeah. if if I leave Boise State and mm-hmm. this and the ministry there stops, exactly. I didn't do my job. Yeah. To empower uh-huh. the next generation or those student leaders or the next yep. staff member to come in yeah. or whatever it looks like. Exactly. To, I mean, ultimately, it it, it, it became all about me. Yeah. And that's not. That's not where we, that's want, it not where we want it to be. Exactly. Um, man, that that's big. 
I think even in individual sports, like you said, you can see some of that. Mm -hmm. uh, no, no individual athlete, whether you're talking golf, tennis, um, individual runners in track, mm -hmm. like they, none of them are doing it by themselves. Right. They have coaches, they have trainers, right. they have uh, other people they're usually training with. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it takes more than just them. Yep. Uh, I think, <laughs> thinking of Clubber Lane right. from Rocky. Uh, and he, when he's uh, <laughs> talking his trash, he's like, "I train alone, uh -huh. I, I, I win alone, and all uh -huh. that, all that stuff." And then he ends up losing, right? You know, it's a rocket. <laughs> right, right, yeah. No, there, um, there really is. There has to be this recognition again of yeah. like, it takes a team. Yeah, it takes a village, right? Exactly. Is what you hear people say, and 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 to have, uh, I, I think what's interesting is this idea of like. Okay, well, I want to be in, in unity with these people. Mm. I want to have this team mindset. But I also, again, I'm aiming to win here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and absolutely. So, and then there's times where you may be in disagreement. Uh -huh. And like, well, I actually don't know that this is the best strategy to help me perform yeah. at my best. Right? And so then it's like, okay, what does that look like to submit to certain authorities? Mm. Right? But to have disagreement that doesn't lead towards disunity. Yeah. You know? And that's That's, big. that's a challenging that's one big. for a lot of people in our oh, current yeah. day and age. Uh, oftentimes we see if you disagree you're cancelled. Right. And <laughs> Or in the in the NCAA world right now, it's if I disagree with my coach or I disagree with my teammates or I disagree with yeah. whatever the department, yeah. I'm just going to transfer. Yeah. I'm, I'm go going somewhere else. I'm going somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in, in the church, it's like, oh, man, we, we don't want that to be our reality yeah, either. Right? We need to be different than that. Exactly. And so it's like, how do we disagree healthily, oh, yes. maintain unity, right? But it doesn't mean that we have to be in a, a, yeah. a silo of an echo chamber of like, oh, everything is the same here. Yeah. It's like, no, we have differing yeah. opinions on some things. Exactly. But we keep the main thing the main thing, of course. Exactly. Um, but it's like, okay, what does it look like to, to do that well? Exactly. Oh. So. I mean, that gets into a huge piece that I feel like we can learn from sports uh, is communication, mm. right? Communication is so critical when it comes to teamwork and sports. Uh, and that's why, for example, even the crowd, right? Mm. Like in the fan base, why they, they say that plays such a big role. Mm -hmm. um, not too long ago, they talked about how, you know, Seahawks Stadium is yeah. uh, built in a way that the crowd becomes such a major part of the game because right. they can make it to where the offense on the on the field can't hear right, <laughs> right. Yep. when they're making those calls and things like that. So it's when you have commun you have to have that communication piece within sports for the team to actually function together well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you need that within the church. Mm -hmm. You need that within our faith. If you're talking about just within a household, even as an individual, mm -hmm. I mean, we get down to communication with God right. and that time that we need in prayer. Right. And uh, Jesus talking about how we recognize his voice. Mm -hmm. We need to have that communication. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing, especially when it comes to disagreement, right? right? knowing when and how mm -hmm. we disagree right um when you're on when you're on the football field um you don't storm out and make a big deal in the huddle because you don't agree with the call right 
right? Yeah. Like, that's not the place no. to argue and, no. and disagree. When the quarterback calls an audible, mm-hmm. that's not the place for mm-hmm. you to disagree right. and make a show of it. No, your job um, is just go do your job. Do your job at that point. Um, but then, like you said, we do need that space mm-hmm. to where maybe on the sideline mm-hmm. or maybe it's after the game and mm-hmm. debrief right. where that space needs to be created where you can voice and say, hey, I don't think that was the right call and this right. is why and right. and be able to do it in a respectful way. Totally. Um, but then at the end of the day, kind of like we were talking about with baseball earlier, also recognizing, you know, I think I could have made a... I think that was the wrong audible call. Right. Um, I would have said do this call, and maybe it would have been the better call. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, okay, you're going to be quarterback now. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. Um, but you, we want to share those things mm-hmm. so that the quarterback can get better. Mm-hmm. And so that the coaches right. on the sideline making those calls can get better at right. what they're doing right. um, so that you can be better at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think, I mean, communication – Right, is it? It's so key. It's so pivotal to everything we do. I mean, if you if you look at the way that the um, structure of the church right is set up, it's like you you have to have some accountability. Of course, you have yeah. to have vulnerability, but you have to have good communication. Yeah. Right. You have to have good methods for this. In sport, you have to have good methods for this. Yeah. Like there's. I mean, even just when it comes to uh, nonverbal communication. I mean, this is something I, I help oh, coach yeah. one of our FCA softball teams yeah. and. And one of the things we're telling them all the time is like, hey, your body language matters. Like what mm-hmm. you're doing right now is communicating Come something on. to me as a yeah. coach. Yeah. And it's not just your words, yeah. right? It's our body language. It's our Absolutely. heart postures. Yeah. And so... Like, like you were saying, though, it, it does come down to, like, okay, individually, I have to have yeah. the right heart and mindset on this. Mm-hmm. And um, my my words may come out harsh. Yeah. <laughs> and that means my heart was probably a little harsh. Mm. So it's constantly coming back to yeah. this throne of grace and going, exactly. okay, Lord, you know, correct my heart. Yeah. Because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Absolutely. And so um, that communication element oh, is, wow. is critical. Um, yeah. But then, too, like... When it comes to to the church setting and going like, hey, I I saw something. How do I respectfully communicate this to someone where it's like, hey, I have a I have a a potential feedback moment for you. Exactly. To correct maybe something you were doing, Mm -hmm. but also it's uh, what I like to call a feed forward moment, where it's to help you get better in this next round of this. And so that's, I mean, that's a coach, right? All the time a coach is doing that with his athletes. Hey, you struck out here. This is what I saw. You made that error here. This is what I saw. Um, This is how we can address to make this better, right? So there's that willingness to listen Mm -hmm. that comes in. Again, humility is part of that, but willingness to listen. And then also willingness to take the risk to offer that to somebody else sometimes um but there's there's often a a a need for like are you willing for me to to share share this with you right so also that kind of like hey do i have an invitation here exactly to communicate in this way with you um and again making that space making it clear mm -hmm. that that's okay right um because for example if we were you know say we're talking about basketball and uh if Michael Jordan voiced a disagreement with with Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. and then Phil Jackson responded by benching Mike right. for the next three games. Right? It, is Mike gonna you know share right. his disagreement again? Right? right. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Right? It's yeah. it's one of those things to where you have to create that safe place and show because kind of like you said earlier, uh, our actions and 
will speak, mm -hmm. not just our words. Mm -hmm. So what we do, the way we respond, the way that we carry ourselves um, physically and by action, that says a lot. Right. Um, and one of the things that I think was really critical to that is that it shows your heart. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times people's hearts are on display mm -hmm. um, when it comes to sports right I feel like oh, you, yeah. can, you can see you can see where people's hearts are at right um, and that's not even just on the field but that's also the fan base sure right yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. Like, I live and die right? by my team exactly sure. right like how committed uh, are yeah. they and so I think that's another thing when it comes to unity within the church is that what we do, um, how we carry ourselves, how we respond, uh, our posture, mm -hmm. uh, that is going to really display a lot of times where our heart is at. Right. Um, so it's not just what we say, um, both behind closed doors and in front of closed, um, and in open doors, uh, but also what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's really important when we look at are we rooting each other on? Yeah. Thinking that we are all on the same team, right? right? I feel I feel like when you look from one congregation to another, for right. example, uh, it's almost like thinking maybe using the the NFL or the NBA, because you know they have the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, and those types of things. Uh, it's almost like each congregation can be their own team, but then you have, you're in that same conference. Right. Right? And uh, when your conference is in the championship, you want your conference to win. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of having that mindset. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, so it's, it's one of those things to where I think we need to become the most avid fans mm. at that point for one another. Yeah. Because um, we may not be playing with them right. uh, when the church down the street does this activity. Right. Uh, but we should be rooting them on. Right. Uh, and yeah. and be on that team as a fan. Absolutely. Uh, even if we're not there on the court with them. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, um, it, it reminds me of Colossians 3. I think it's verse 14. It says um, this. It says, above all... Put on love, mm. which is a perfect bond of unity. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. when when we right go into whatever area we're going into, whether it's yeah. sports, church, it's yeah. our home, yeah. it's in our workplaces, right? It's this idea of like a, above everything else, we got to put on love. Yeah. And we can recognize that love ultimately will lead to unity. Exactly. And that, Absolutely. I mean, because again, as as we know, God is love. Yeah. Um, exactly. And He showed His love in such a way, right? Uh -huh. He sent His only Son <laughs> for us. Like we see demonstration of love. Jesus says very clearly to His disciples, "This is how they will know you are My disciples: exactly. the way you love one another." Yeah. Right. And but I love this line of it. it love which is the perfect bond of unity yeah and so it's like wow if we truly love our brothers and sisters in that church down the street mm. or we love our our, our teammates uh or or yeah. maybe our opponents even that yeah. in that conference like we're we're when we show unity yeah um when we show that we're behind you yeah and we love you like yeah. this is this is ultimately going to really demonstrate to the world the exactly. un unity in the church jesus, unity in the kingdom i feel like jesus said something about that about like the world being able to see mm. mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> the unity in, yep. in his followers and right. um i love that because it doesn't say that you know people will 
be attracted to him and think that there's something special to him. But he literally says people will know that God sent him. Mm -hmm. People will know that Jesus was sent by God mm -hmm. when his believers are walking in unity. Right. Um, and that's powerful. Right. Uh, that goes beyond just oh, maybe there's something to this guy and right. he's an interesting guy or you know it's no they know that he was literally sent by God yeah um, that's that's huge yeah um, Aria is over here trying to take off my necklace for some reason um, what's it called okay so I, I want us I want us to kind of wrap up here um, and this is have been this has been so good so thank you so much for being willing to sit down and Absolutely. and have this conversation with me um any final thoughts on mm. just this idea of what we can learn from sports about unity mm. oh man i feel like we've covered a lot of it but um i think again ultimately i i, I keep coming back to this idea of like we we have a coach who's going to set the standard yeah. for us mm. um we have a coach who's gonna lead in yeah. his own way right yeah, yeah. of what it looks like to be unified to have this approach to unity like mm. in sport as athletes we're going to whether you choose to or want to or whatever like you have a, a certain standard of we're going to submit to the coaches work yeah. here yeah. and i think that when we think about god as our coach mm. right he's coaching us up in all of these ways to yeah. demonstrate love and unity exactly. in the in the body yeah. um i think about you know in uh i think it's in first corinthians where it talks about the different pieces of the body like yeah, yeah. the hand the eye the nose the mouth mm -hmm. the feel whatever yeah. right and it's like these these things by themselves are only capable of so much but together unified yeah what an amazing yeah uh, amazing opportunity the body has exactly. right to, to live and to breathe and to do all of these things right. and so but in sport again like you you do you have to come under a certain authority mm. which is your coach yeah and your coach is going to tell you this is how we're going to run this play today right this yeah. is how we're going to go about this. This is the this is the um, way we are going to operate as a team. These are the expectations, the core values, the exactly. standards, and this is how we're going to be successful. Exactly. And so I think that last piece for me is like, okay, well, who's my authority? Mm -hmm. You know, in in the yeah. church, uh, and that's big C church, not just the yeah. local church, yeah. lowercase, right? It's the the whole body of Christ. Like, yeah. who is our authority? Who's our coach in yeah. this? And if we're submitting to him and can, continuously going back to like yeah. what is he teaching us telling us how has he shaped this yeah. this play for us exactly. to run as the church uh, okay if we can come to him mm. and see okay coaches tell me to do this yeah. and trust that it's actually going to be yeah. successful like he'll bear he'll bear it if it's yeah, not exactly. right like right? coaches will own oh, and they'll take on. that responsibility yeah. like they'll admit their mistakes when they're like oh, I called the wrong play exactly. right when they're a good leader and our yeah. God is a good leader absolutely and he's a good coach who has taken on every bit uh -huh. of ownership and responsibility who ultimately has guided us in such a way that he knows this is going to be the win yeah if yeah. you live this way church if you operate this way church if you operate in unity um and love with one another this is going to win yeah this is how this works you know so again coming back to that idea of as athletes as as people in sport like trust your coach yeah trust uh, him that's so good and I, I want to add to that the layers too, mm -hmm. right? Because especially let's look at football because I feel like there's so many different avenues. On the, you usually have a head coach, mm -hmm. but then you have assistant coaches, right? 
Um, then you have, you know, you have your athletic director mm -hmm. or uh, not your athletic director, your offensive coordinator, right. your defensive coordinator. Um, but even below them, you have the person who's coaching your defensive backs and then your linebackers mm -hmm. and then your defensive line. Yep. And so you have all these layers and then you get down to you have your captain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Totally. Right. And so there's these layers that you have to. Yeah. And. It tends to be an issue. The military is really good about this. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they, they say, don't jump the chain of command. Right. Right? Uh, and so you can see that in sports as well. You don't go from your your captain to the head coach. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. You, if there is a issue, a disagreement with the captain of your right. defense, well, like, talk to your lineman coach right. if you're on the line. Right. Uh, and then from there you talk to your defensive coordinator right. and but you don't just go all the way up to the GM mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, true. Or, or the head coach right yeah. um, so I feel like you, you need to again this is part of that recognizing your position recognizing mm -hmm. others positions right. and then respecting those right um, and submitting to those yeah. with humility right uh, I think that's that, that that's really big mm -hmm. and uh, there is a passage in, oh, I can't even remember right now. I'm blanking. But it's where Paul talks about when someone offends you or if you have an offense and how you handle that mm -hmm. and how you go to that person individually. Mm -hmm. You talk to your captain mm -hmm. if the captain's upsetting mm -hmm. you. Um, and then from, from there, you bring in a couple of others right so you go to that oh, defensive yeah. lineman think, right yeah i think this is matthew 19 i want to say yeah, where yeah. and it's jesus is saying like this is what it looks like yeah that's how we do yeah, yeah 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 um so i i think that's so so big um respecting those those authorities mm -hmm. and being having the humility right. to submit to those yeah um uh, and again your heart is going to be on display yeah. so it's one of those things to where if you're in disagreement, are you going to start slacking that next right. play? Because right. we'll, we'll see that. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to end up showing when, totally. when the, the players start slacking or, you know, we're as a body, you know, we're trying to lift something and the arm's only halfway right. in there. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, and again, that's that, that teamwork mindset. Yeah. But then also the communication yeah. is humility. Absolutely. It's trusting your coach. I mean, it's all of these elements Absolutely. we've talked about you yeah. know and uh but uh, yeah i just think that that final thing i would i would say again is like man if if we don't have love though it's really hard to be unified mm. you know Come and on, that's man. why you see a lot of yeah. teams start to put on their t-shirts family exactly right? um there there's a lot of that like it's we're not just a team we're not just individuals yeah. we're family yeah and uh you know, families can have their dysfunction. Yeah. Um, but Ain't when they're the when they're when they're in perfect <laughs> harmony, when they're in in a really good space yeah. of loving one another well, you see that unity, yeah. right? You see that become a very functional space. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so, in the body of Christ, yeah, we've had our dysfunctions. Yeah. We we will probably continue to have mm -hmm. those dysfunctions, but we're ultimately part of God's family. Oh, we've been adopted now. as sons and daughters yeah. into you know His family, and so it's like okay. Uh, I love that in 
I'm going to go back to Colossians here, but in Colossians, yeah. it's this uh, whole chapter of chapter three is about what it looks like to be in the resurrected life, right? Mm-hmm. To go from yeah, yeah. the, the uh, well, I think the first heading is like the, the new man, right? Okay. What it looks like to have a new yeah. life in Christ when you've been raised. And it says, so if you have been raised with him, which we know you have been, yeah. right? Since you've been raised, seek these things. Set your yeah. minds here, right? Oh, come but on it now. also requires you to then put to death certain things. Yeah. And then to put on certain things, yeah. right? Above all, put on love. And this is a perfect bond of unity. Yeah. But then it goes into that last portion of, of chapter 3 and even into the first verse of chapter 4. And it talks about what the family will yeah. then look like. Oh, right? come on now. What it, how wives yeah. and husbands and yeah. children. Yeah. And even it talks about slaves and masters, yeah. right? Yeah. And all of this. Like yeah. how this family is to operate out of a resurrected life. Exactly. Not out of the old way. Exactly. This is out of the new way. Come this on. is this is what you are to do yeah. as being one who's been resurrected with yeah. Jesus. So and Paul does that so well. Oh, he yeah. does it again in Ephesians four. Right. It's like this is what we've been given. This is right. this is what Christ has done for us. So now do this. And then uh what's it called? And then in Romans, you see that also in Romans twelve. Because mm-hmm. you see this, you know, uh, okay, so now I'm appealing to you to right. to renew your mind, and he right. talks about all these different ways that we're gonna live. Yeah, um, and yeah. so yeah, that that's so cool. When you said uh, being in harmony, um, I know I said we we're about to close, so we're gonna close with this. <laughs> we're we're gonna close with uh, a little reference to Trolls Three. If you haven't seen it, um, then you know go ahead and go ahead and watch Trolls Three. And it's interesting because you mentioned about a family being in harmony Mm. and uh, that's a big thing, a theme throughout the whole movie. And at the end, Branch talks about how we don't have to be perfect to be in harmony. Mm. Um, And the whole crux of it is, you know, there's nothing stronger than the perfect harmony and you have to, it's strong enough to break diamonds and all this stuff. And so they're trying to get to this perfect harmony. It's when he finally says that. Mm. And one of his other brothers says, you know what? You take the lead. Mm. The one that used to be the leader says, you take the lead. Mm. And uh, they they work together, good. even in their dysfunction. Yeah. Uh, even though they're not perfect individually. Right. Um, and even as a team, they weren't perfect, but they were in harmony. Right. And so it ends good. up doing what they wanted to do. So, so good. Ah. So, so yeah, I haven't Trolls seen 3. that movie, but now I'm gonna oh, watch it. Trolls three, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Pammy. I really yeah. appreciate this. Uh, we will we'll have to talk again some more. Yeah, so, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Ah, absolutely. Thank you for joining us for the Enho podcast. Please subscribe and share to make sure we can keep getting out more content like this. The Enhope podcast is a small part of the ministry of Enhope, which is dedicated to help strengthening the unity of the body of Christ. You can support us in this by visiting enhope.tv to donate and following us on Instagram. Thank you, and we hope to see you on Instagram and back next week for another episode of the Enhope podcast.